You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast, season 7, episode 31. I'm John, and today I'm joined by John. How you doing? Hi, John. How you doing? Um, so there is a possibility we might have someone coming on soon uh, we've been in negotiations with someone who has previously been on before so hopefully sometime soon they will be on not tonight but hopefully in the, the forthcoming weeks that sounds exciting at last we're getting that alluded signing that we've been going for for a while I know it sounds like the transfer window as well so I believe he's a free agent but we'll, we'll see what happens uh, I don't know whether they'll command a hero, you because know, obviously we probably the, the money they pay us to do it, they might not have much of a budget left. <laughs> That's very true. So, charity bet uh, basically wipes out. I don't, did Storm ever really happen up here, or was it more down south? Um, I think some games were called off down south, and there was some snow like, um, in the northern regions um, of England, but... Nah, it was pretty much Scotland the majority of the time, um, and the whole SPFL card got completely wiped out. So there was there wasn't even like a backup fixture we could pick from. But um, yeah, just wasn't to be. But um, aye, cabin fever all round for the footballers in the the lower leagues. I know. I mean, a lot of them would have to do attention on wives and Saturday. I know. Well, affected. Morton, Morton had um, no training for three days, and I think a lot of other clubs would have been the same. At least they got a couple of extra days rest out, and they didn't have a game, a big game to prepare for, in the end. Ah, uh, I mean the fixtures got affected from last Wednesday because obviously there was uh, Premier League Premiership matches getting played Tuesday. They get played, they were fine. Um, Hearts and Kilmarnock true, and then Rangers. Comfortable beats St Johnson, but yeah, Wednesday's fixtures were wiped out as well, so there'll be games to catch up on. Uh, the team that's probably most in dangerous Kilmarnock, because they already got a couple of fixtures to, to play, plus obviously, which we want to learn, they've got a, a replay to contend with as well. Yeah, well, let's hope they're affected by then, but um, yeah, we'll talk more about the game in a couple of minutes, I'd imagine. Uh, we'll start up with. The earlier game on Saturday, Celtic and Morton. I think really Celtic were probably hiding to nothing. They were expected to win. Maybe a wee bit difficult in the first half, but in the end, come to winners. Yeah, I think. I mean, the game went almost as it um, expected. That Morton made it difficult for as long as they could. And Celtic just had to be patient. They probed and then eventually made the breakthrough. They made a key change at half time, taking off Sinclair, who um, disappeared again, and brought in Edward. And they looked more direct with front two and um, started getting more chances and eventually got their, their breakthrough. And mentioned already that Morton didn't have the best preparation, um, having no training at all um, from the Tuesday leading on into the game because um, they didn't have any facility to go to. Um, and then their legs tired. Although they were done by a bad decision. Um, you know, there's definitely a foul, but 
it's outside the box. Um, and the referee, according to Jim Duffy, guessed that it was a penalty kick. He didn't know if it was inside or outside, and he gave a penalty, and he should be giving it outside if he's not sure. And that killed the game. Ah, yeah, it did. I mean, Mark did have a... What I tried to hear there, best one was maybe Murdoch's shot, which wasn't far away in the first half, but... As you mentioned, Edward came on at half-time. I've heard, I've heard it suggested that Celtic have been playing better football this season when Edward's been in the team. Uh, I don't know how true that is. Mm-hmm. But that's what some folk have been suggesting. But maybe those couple of goals that barely got will kick-start his season because they've obviously got a big game coming up next week, uh, this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they obviously changed their formation knowing that Lustig was out, um, suspended. Well, no, in fact, he wasn't suspended for that game, but he's got a suspension coming up, so they were preparing almost, and they had Forrest as a wing-back and Tierney on the other side. Um, and it looked pretty good for him from there. Cham and Brown seemed to form a decent partnership in the middle of the park, um, but they still weren't overly convincing. Um, although, atmosphere at Celtic Park is quite flat. They've not got, they don't sell all their um, Scottish Cup tickets, obviously. I mean, gives us, like say, Chris um, a chance to go. Um, Tease odd game, so it was a bit of a flat atmosphere, but they got the job done in the semi final. Their back to back treble hopes are still very much alive and kicking. I definitely, <coughs> I mean, they went the crowd being lower because the crowds were lower across all the games, probably with the exception of uh, the game yesterday between Mother and Hearts, mm. Aberdeen, less than 9,000, and then Rangers, I think, had about 33,000. So it's less than it would get normally for the league fixtures. Mm-hmm. Combination of, I would suggest, the weather and also the fact it's not on the season ticket. Yeah, I would I would say that the, the weather had the biggest impact this weekend. Um, is that Aberdeen tried to lower their prices and come on it. Um, the reports were they were going to bring 1,700 fans. They ended up bringing 1,200, which... It's still reasonably very, very good for them because normally they bring something like 250, 300 to Pataudry, um, but they brought more because it was a cup game. But obviously, where they put a lot of home fans going off, um, going up there. Um, and as you mentioned, the fact it's not including season tickets, these games usually has a, a big impact too. <coughs> I was involved in Amazon game, obviously, in Saturday, and I said last week, but. And they end up because of the kind of weather we thought best of it. No, I think Saturday the the roads were all right and everything like that, but you know, to risk it, then maybe end up stranded or something like that. So, uh, I'm getting to the replay because mm-hmm. it's basically a home match for me. Yeah, yeah, I'll probably look into going that, but I was hoping that there wouldn't have to be a replay to go to. Um, it was looking good after nine minutes. Um, Shinny, let's be honest, it was a cross from Shinny. Um, McDonald made a complete hash of it, but the rest of the game just wasn't good enough, and there's no doubt Kilmarnock deserved their draw. Yeah, I mean, I think at the start, before the match, kicked off, worked out a line up. I think, right, line up looks okay. Rooney and May are both in. You'd expect it that Rooney will be one through the middle, and maybe be either out wide or number 10 or whatever, but no, it was really left and then they through the middle. It didn't really work. I think as well, McInnes and Torco getting crossed out of the box for Rooney, whereas he was hard in the box in the first half. Second half maybe a wee bit, there won't be one or two chances, but I, I don't ever get playing Rooney on the left. No, neither do I. And as you say, I mean, when you 
when you saw Rooney uh, May in the picture, you're thinking and hoping that it's Rooney up top and May playing a, a wee bit more free behind him. And I've been calling for Stephen May to be playing that kind of role because um, that's the sort of role he played at St Johnson. Um, but the biggest um, concern there was dropping Gary Mackay Stephen when he's picked up a bit of form. And if McInnes's idea was to get the balls in the box to Rooney, well, you have Mackay Stephen on one side, McGinn on the other, and they get the crosses in. So I don't understand the logic of putting Rooney wide left um, for cross balls. <laughs> really, do, it really does um, bewilder me. Yeah, really. The main, the main point of the match would have been Shinny at left back, showing again how good he is there. Just again, it's frustrating that we can't have him cloned uh, to play left back and in midfield, but. Yeah, it's it a bit frustrating that, but what was also um, galling for me was Inquali gets dropped after two games, but Anthony Connor keeps his place. Um, but at the end of the day, it, we would have been laughing had it not been for a complete balls up between Shea Logan and Carrie Anderson. Uh, a lot of forums you know, are doing the, the poll as to who's more at fault than the other. Personally, I think Shea Logan is more at fault because he should not be trying to pass on responsibility to Carrie Anderson. He should be dealing with that first and foremost. Unless he gets a shout from Carrie Anderson, Shea Logan is in control of that situation. He's He should be dealing with it and making sure Jones isn't a threat. Anderson doesn't cover himself in glory, but Logan was the initial cause by trying to pass on responsibility to Anderson, and it just led to um, Jones sneaking in. Definite penalty um, for me. I know McKenna said otherwise, um, but I think it was a penalty. And, um, yeah, boys stuck it away Did very well. As well in the first half. Yeah, I, oh, without a doubt, that was one in the first half as well. We got away with that. Uh, first one I watched, first one I watched it just watching uh, sports and I thought no if not a penalty then they should replay and then there's no doubt yeah it should be a penalty so you could say well maybe fortunate to have a replay um, but yeah Kamal actually came into the game more last half hour they looked like probably the team that were more likely to win it and you think questionable decisions taking Christie off and put on a defensive minded player towards the end whether we were just content to like just see the game out and go to a replay. Mm-hmm. Whereas as a home team, I think we're the one that should be going for it, trying to win the tie. Without a doubt. And, you know, he waited to 79 minutes to bring on um, Mackay Stephen. And for that substitution, he took off Stephen May. Now, that substitution should have been made 10 minutes earlier. Um, because for a winger like Mackay Stephen, yeah. you need at least 10 minutes just to get in the game. And by the time he's getting into the game, the game's over. Um, but I'm co- the only surprise in the substitutions was he didn't put on Nicky Maynard for his last two-minute run-out. Um, but to be fair to Kilmarnock, they had a, um, they never gave up in the game. They've got that not-say-die spirit under Steve Clark. They never know when they're beaten. And the fact that Clark is disappointed that they only came away with a draw shows how far they've come into him and what they, he thought of their performance at the weekend. Yeah, the one thing is, though, I suppose we are still one beater against Kilmarnock under So that run continues, and they're on a. I think McInnes is now like something like 16 games unbeaten against them. 17, it's 15 wins and two draws. Both the draws coming this season. And both at Pretoria, so, so he's 100% at Rugby Park. But no one. What's that? 
He's 100% at Rugby Park still, so hopefully that continues next week. But then Kilmarnock had a great run at Rugby Park themselves with um, seven wins and a draw with Hibs in their last eight. Yeah, obviously that tie is getting played a week on Tuesday, so 13th of March. So, but just to see what the kind of crowd there is then, because a Tuesday night, a bit more difficult maybe for Aberdeen fans getting down, but I'm sure there will be a good turnout as, as usually is. It depends how what they do with the pricing for that fixture, um, because I choose the night. And there's Champions League fixtures on that night as well. Um, plus, there's also the possibility Sky might show it now. It used to be in years gone by that Sky wouldn't pick up the fixture because of the Champions League rights, etc. But I think UEFA have relaxed that now. So Sky, if they're not the contractor for the Champions League matches, which obviously they aren't, they can pick up this fixture if they want to. Um, so if they do it'll be interesting to see what Commander can Aberdeen do about the pricing to try and get more people through the gate I think it'll just be the same as what it was in Saturday but that'll be fair enough the prices were reasonable yeah. I don't know I think maybe 15 tops for a midweek game midweek cup game but that's just my opinion but we'll wait and see um, I was hoping they would have released ticket information today um, given the games in a week's time but sh- something will hopefully be up tomorrow yeah uh, Chris Boyd obviously can't kind of blame him for his celebrations uh, obviously he's got a certain relationship with Aberdeen fans but he gets a fair bit of stick he gets a fair bit of stick from most fans I think yeah. for the same kind of things as Sumo Cummings he gave it back yeah. fair enough so he said better banter uh, if the fans were out, then he's, they've got to take it back. Absolutely, no, he's, he's spot on. That's one thing I will agree with him with. Um, but, you know, I'll repeat what I said. Um, ever since he's he's not been on the TV as much, he's just been doing the odd sky um, punditry because he's got a contract with him. But he's not been the BBC as much. He's, as far as I know, he's not been doing his column as much. I, th- I don't know if that's Clark having a word with him. Um but it's no coincidence since Clark's come in. He's dropped his media duties and he's been finding the back of net on a regular basis and, you know, Kilmarnock have profited big time from it because it just shows there's life in the old dog yet. Yeah, even seen some folks suggest that it could be a, a possibility for a Scotland squad. Nah, I think it's too late for that. Um, I don't think Chris Boyle will be expecting a call-up anytime soon, but... Um, I don't care either, but when you look at the Scottish strikers in terms of scoring goals, there's no many that are scoring goals just now. That's true. Um, yeah, it's an area that's a bit of a worry because Griffiths is injured and Cummins hasn't really kick-started with Rangers yet, although if we'll talk about that later, um, maybe yesterday might do so. Um, we'll wait and see. Yeah, we'll call it a scoring later anyway. Um, yesterday, Fitcher on BBC, Motherwell went arts. Typical, I missed the start of it. They missed the first, I think, seven minutes. And there was a fair bit of action in that first seven minutes. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know what happened um, with John McLaughlin. Did, um, does he have a twin brother that went in and goals instead of him? Because that was not the McLaughlin that's been playing well this season. First of all, he fumbles that ball and gets lucky that um, the referee disallows the goal. I thought it was the wrong decision at the time, but I've looked again and um, and the rules are that 
as long as the, the ball is firmly on the ground and the ball's in one of his hands, then it's a foul if it's kicked out it. So Andrew Dallas, for once, gets the right decision. But then having made that blunder, oh. the next the the result the next corner that happened, he and Ross Callican, I don't know what they were playing at there, contrived to give Mother the lead. I don't you can blame McLaughlin. I, I, I don't you can blame McLaughlin for that one, it's Callaghan's fault all the way. Yeah. He he needs to be one after the front post. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the goalkeeper should be looking out for it coming through just in case, but um but yeah, I don't I know why Callican's that, that's Callaghan's job. He's at the front post. It's his job to get rid of that, clear that. I, I, I don't think he possibly could be blamed. It, McLaughlin actually almost kept it out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But either way, um, it was a disastrous start for Hearts. Um, one that you wouldn't have associated with them given their recent um, defensive form. But they then get back in it. Definite penalty. Um, Lafferty sticks it away. He's then very unlucky at the post. And then from nowhere... Um, Carl McHugh hits a screamer with his right foot. Aye, mother. It was a game of Kieran Harris. Mother exactly had a better in the first half, Hearts had a better majority of the second half. Mm-hmm. The other one, possible handball towards the end. I can't really, I'll be honest, I only saw the brief highlights in the, on the website and I didn't see the handball incident. They only showed the goals, um, the disallowed goal. And the Lafferty hitting the post effort, um, but so I can't really comment on that one that I didn't see. Fair enough. Uh, I should give credit to Keepley because we've been slightly critical of in bigger games, but with the exception of the penalty he gave away, which was pretty solid, uh, as was Dunn as well. Mm-hmm. Right the back for them. I seen the stories about Dunn giving folk lifts in Motherwell last week as well. Been a bad weather, so yeah. Yeah, that's good. Good from him. Yeah. But again, yeah, Motherwell did what they do best. They just, they get in your faces, cross you out of the box, play two up front, get the job done. Yeah, I mean, they went through a wee bad spell just before Christmas. Um, I think it was nine games without a win getting into the winter break. Um, But they've obviously brought in reinforcements, so like Curtis Main's obviously gone in there and helped out. And, They've managed to get themselves back in track. They've not been as consistent as they were early in the season, um, but they're still a capable team and not out the running for the top six yet. And in another semi final, yeah, it's a tremendous season for them so far. Yeah, and the goal to win it's just a, an absolute cracker. Yeah. One foot as well. Aye, definitely. Um, McHugh's been a good solid captain from this season it's unfortunate for them that he's going to be suspended but at least he didn't let that affect him during the game it was just about getting the job done first and played the captain's role in getting that winner and it was an absolute screamer Glockland's a little unlucky um, he does get a hand to it but it's just that well hit I definitely that, that was the first as well I'd seen main properly I've seen him in highlights and stuff like that but that's why can I see him feel good at 90 minutes well, not really good signing. Um, obviously, he's been scoring goals, but his actual been up all in play, pretty good. Um, caused Hearts some problems. Even when I played a back three, he was physical. And I, mean, I Hearts defence have been really good recently, but they weren't at their best yesterday. Yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, that was 
pardon the pun, well done um, for Steve Robinson's men and um, another big day at Hamden. But I mean, for Hearts, another cup competition that we're hoping to do better in and they've fallen short. Aye. Uh, moving on to the last game. Rangers Falkirk. I don't think many people were expecting Falkirk to do much. And again, quite comfortable in the end. 4-1. Cummins' first game at Ibrits. When he started up, Wise goes a hat-trick. His first potential hat-trick is well. The first goal from the angle that he got in was a bit of quality. But the other goals, he was just given too much time and space to get to get the goals, I think. The second one in particular, and then the third one that he's had a hat-trick, no one picks him up after he follows in the rebound from the reality shot. Yeah. I think to, um, you can see why Falkirk have been struggling um, in the Championship. You know, the defence was all over the place. and It was a good finish for Cummins' first goal, but he gets in so easily. Um, but it's a nice finish, to be fair to him. Um, and the rest of the goals, it's pretty much Rangers have almost walked their way through. Um it was a comfortable day for Rangers with them getting not really playing at their best. But that just shows the confidence that they've got just now. Um, even when they're not playing particularly great. They're strolling games. I mean, it was the same at St Johnson last week. Um, they're hitting form at the right time for them, especially ahead of a, a certain game this weekend. Yeah, I mean, they've made a few changes as well. Um, obviously, coming started... Alves came in and Albert came in as well, so they made a few changes. Murphy was injured, a possible doubt for that week, but I'd imagine they wanted him to play. But mm-hmm. Cummins came in, took his chance, so yeah. interested to see what sides do on the future. Mm-hmm. But I expect Rangers will play the same kind of formation they've been playing, but you don't know what kind of formation sales go for these days. Yeah, I think I think for Rangers, um, I think. Murray, uh, Murphy, sorry, um, coming back in will be um, he'll be a certain starter. So the choice for them is do they um, persevere with Morelos, um, who most games he gets a number of chances, takes one, but misses a sitter on them. And yesterday was an example of him missing a, a Gilders' opportunity. Or do they give Cummins high in confidence after netting a hat trick the chance to go and say, right, there's a game against a big team. Let's see what you can do. Because um, I mean, he's got that gallusness and confidence that. He can do something in that game, but it'll be an interesting call. But I think for the first time in a while, certainly since they came back up into the, the top flight, um, it's genuinely tough to call who's going to win this game on Sunday because of the form Rangers are in and because Celtic have been a wee bit hot and cold. I know absolutely, but it been a great form since the turn of the year, Rangers. So the bookies. You consider what they think that they still have Celtic heavy favourites, so mm-hmm. see what happens. Right. And then they're going to meet each other in the Scottish Cup as well. Yep, I think that's the draw that everyone wanted. <laughs> um, I mean, if we, get, if we if we get through, then yeah, we'd be happier playing Motherwell than playing Major Celtic. However, we've not got a great thing in any of this season. Let's be honest, Celtic, um, sorry, not Celtic, Kilmarnock and Motherwell will both be as happy as the draw as um, Aberdeen are, um, you know, because they avoid Rangers and Celtic, so I don't think any of the teams fans their chances against them these do. Aye, I mean, 
Yeah, I know, he certainly. I had a last week, though, the final was Aberdeen Rangers, and something happened at the last minute, but then I woke up, so mm-hmm. I don't know how it ends. I think I was too scared to continue to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know what's going on in your dreams. Yeah. <laughs> um, I we need we've got a job to do in the replay first, but um, potential to cracking semi-finals. Um, whoever gets through, I mean, because for Aberdeen or Kilmarnock against Motherwell, you've got sides to think that's a golden opportunity to get to get to a cup final, and then you've Celtic Rangers just speaks for itself. Um, you've got Celtic going for that historic double treble, and Rangers will be hell bent trying to make sure that doesn't happen, and they're the ones that stop it. Yeah, I we'll see what happens. Um, obviously, it's been a long time since we've won the cup, so be nice to win again. And what I think the other start we've won the cup three times after beating Kamarik on the way. All right, so get to the replay, maybe a fourth time lucky, fourth time as well. Yeah, that'll be our semi final to McKinnis if we get through. Yeah, that's right. Um, with the three finals out, it so hopefully we can get through it a fourth. Um, the Kilmarnock will be looking for their Scottish Cup final since uh, nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, and then Motherwell will be looking to try and get back to hand and rectify what happened earlier in the season. So yeah, plenty of interest. Yeah. Right, but there's a lot of football to be played between now and then. Um, you know, obviously there's a replay between ourselves and Kilmarnock, but then there's plenty of league points up for grabs. Teams going for top six spots. Um, the race for second, or potentially the race for top spot, depending on what happens this weekend. Jake afraid just went the duck and tenders for the table. I think they need to be considered. Contenders at six, um, well, at three points behind with Celtic with a game in hand. Um, it's still a t- tough ask for them. Um, I think anything other than a Rangers victory, and it is going to be Celtic's, especially if they win. Um, I still expect if, if Celtic bring their A game, they'll win the game. Um, but if they're off it and Rangers bring their A game, Rangers are more than capable of winning. Yeah, you know, as well, like the media will play up as well. If Rangers do win, there'll be a, t- a title. Challenge whereas when it was Aberdeen that were up and about Celtic, there was very very little said it was all or Celtic won it easily. So yeah, I I still think Celtic will win it. Um, ultimately, I think they've got too much of a good squad, and I do think as well as Rangers are playing just now, I do think they will slip up again between now and the end of the season. So um, there is no question for me Celtic will win the league, but. This weekend could make it interesting if Rangers manage to pick up all three points. Um, although from an Aberdeen perspective, let's be honest, we're not going to win the league, so we probably need Celtic to win to give ourselves a better chance of overhauling Rangers. I know the ideal scenario is that first overhaul them, second win, and then we beat that's all. Mm-hmm. And then we still get the game in hand against Motherwell. Um, just changing the subject slightly because I just remember something else that happened last week um, in the midst of all the 
the snow. Um, Owen Coyle um, decided to walk away from Ross County after just five months, just short of six months. I think the last he wanted it, and then Stuart Kettlewell and Stephen Ferguson have been put in charge at the end of the season, which is maybe quite something. Well, I said the minute they sat McIntyre, it was a... um, it was a decision that could, could potentially come back to bite them. Now, what I will say as well is that I thought Uncoil could potentially make people eat their words, but it's just not worked out for them at all. Um, their form's been horrific. Um, bar a winner against Dundee a few weeks ago, they've not looked particularly great. Um, they've got problems all over the pitch. Scott Fox has not been anywhere near the same keeper he was last se- um, last couple of seasons. Um, and you know, sacking a manager because he only finished seventh the year before. You know, I think Roy Roy McGregor will be taking a lot of hard look at himself if Ross County do go down. He probably regret it. I think. Probably. I think it was hasty, right? We all had Yeah. What do you mean? Aye. Is that? I, I thought when he. When Coyle left, they would have, they would have brought in a replacement. Maybe a bit of experience to try and keep them up, but mm-hmm. it's obviously say the guys that are there can, are capable of keeping them up. Is it a money thing? Because bear in mind they're paying off McIntyre and, and Coyle, alright, he wouldn't have been anywhere near the wages he would have been on when he worked in his jobs down south, but he wouldn't have come cheap to Ross County. And maybe they're buying their time to save who they get in the summer. I could be to get to the summer of okay, but you never know. Uh, Kettlewell and Ferguson could do really well, but like the kind of situation with Rangers, Murray ended up getting the job, and folk were sceptical. Whereas he's done really well, obviously, he's only got the job at the end of the season, but at the stage where that's just now, it wouldn't surprise you if they offered him a longer deal. Mm-hmm. Folk have got to get, get a chance at some point. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you never know. Um, if Ross County were to, um, to stay up now, um, then Roy McGregor's one that's laughing at the end of the day because that decision by Coyle, which I believe is family reasons as well as much as anything, um, you know, could turn out to be a master shock. Who knows? They're, they're not out of. Um, yeah, I was just going to say they're not, you know, out of the woods yet. You know, they still have a chance of a chance of surviving. Um, they're only three points behind Partick, um, and they also have a rearranged game against them to, to put things right. So who knows? Why? Well, that's exactly what I was going to say as well. <laughs> we'll move on. Um, it's going to talk about as well, a wee bit about Scotland earlier. Good news. Scott McTominay's decided that Scotland's going to be a team he plays for after McLeish had talks with him, so that's good news. Yeah, very. Obviously, he's played at a good level. Yeah. He good reviews at the game against Chelsea, playing against Seville as well, so. Should be a good asset to have. Yeah, he's um he's been getting a lot of big games recently. I mean, I mentioned that he marked uh, Eden Hazard at the game a couple of weeks ago. Um so it shows that he's playing at a good level and getting a lot of big games and um, yeah, it could be a coup for Scotland um, 
yeah, in a position that you know with Scott Brown retiring, it's it's certainly good news. He can hopefully slot in that position, and you know then you've got like say, Shenny and McGinn um, competing to to get a place alongside him as well. So yeah, it's it's good news. We'll see how he gets on these friendlies. I've heard talk the squad's getting announced on Wednesday. I don't know how true that is. Oh, is it this Wednesday? Me and my mate were talking about that. We, I thought it might have been early next week. I knew it was coming up soon because the games are two weeks on Friday against Costa Rica and then the following Monday against uh, Hungary. Yeah, it was on a, mind you, it was on a forum that I could have seen that the squad's getting announced on Wednesday, so it might not be. It might not be correct, but we'll see what happens. Right. You'd imagine quite a big squad with the two games. I would have thought maybe a 25-26 man squad at least. Um, there'll no doubt be some call-offs because of the time of the season it is um, with no big games coming up between now and the end of the season. Um, but hopefully the majority who are picked stay in the squad and there's not too many withdrawals. But let's be honest. I think that's not a lot of because it's a new manager. Folk will be wanting to make a mark early and impress him. So... They might do, but um, you know how mu- how much would the managers of clubs who pay their wages, you know, be, you know, tell them just give it a rest, or even or even if they stay with the Scotland squad, um, but not play, that would that would be okay. But there will no doubt be one or two withdrawals. Hopefully, there's not. two games also. They don't need games. Mm-hmm. They have come as some kind of kind of agreement whereby yeah, you could say play. You just maybe featured in one game and not the other. Yeah. I, I guess benefits both benefits Scotland. Yeah, I would I would think that the likes of TNA and Robertson, that might be the case, that like TNA starts one and Robertson starts the other. Um is it I wouldn't imagine Jurgen Klopp be too happy if Andy Robertson get injured in any of these games. Um with Liverpool get Champions League action um in the in the quarter finals after these two games. Depends where my clique as well thinks he's going to play together. Yeah, that's true. Or Robertson, whether it's Robertson, you get shifted somebody else. But mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see what new faces get in. I mean, we've obviously mentioned McTominay will come in, but you know, there's a lot of young defenders that in a position that we need to know the likes of Suter. Um, I would expect to to come in there. McKenna might be in the fringes. Uh, Liam Lindsay might be in the fringes. So yeah, it's an interest. It'll be an interesting week to see when the squad gets announced and who makes a cut. Yeah, I think it was talk. Uh, well, Liam Lindsay has been talked about. Suter's been talked about. I know up front, can I mention earlier, but lack of options. Oliver McBurney being pregnant for for Barnsley, mm-hmm. so he may be in for a call up. So I am interested in what happens. Are you your membership? I did, yeah, and I got one for my boy as well. Although I don't think I'll be taking the games too soon because he's only three. But yeah, um, decided to renew again. But I'll be doing what I've been doing the last couple of years and just picking and choosing um, as to when I, I can make it or not. Um, I'll probably go to the two uh, Nations League games and then we'll see what happens after that. Should we go on to predictions? Yeah, let's let's go for it. So, go. Game on Friday. 
four games on Saturday, game on Sunday. I'm quite surprised actually that Hibs and Hearts is on Friday night. But they've gone for it. I think it'll be quite a good spectacle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Edinburgh's out. I can't imagine with that. Friday night. Uh, Hibs are favourites 8 to 11, the draws 5 to 2, and the Hearts are 19 to 5. The easy option would be to sit in the fence. However, I fancy Hibs to, to get a victory this time, and I'm going to go 1 0 Hibs. I think it'll be very tight like the other three derbies have been so far. Yeah, I'm going on the fence 1 0 for that one. Saturday, Kamarnock against Ross County. Kamarnock are 20 to 21. The draw is 12 to 5. Ross County are 27 to 10. I think Kamarnock will continue their good home form. I think they'll win 2 0. Um, I think they'll go 2 1 Kamarnock. Uh, Partick Castle versus Aberdeen. Partick Castle 10 to 3. The draw 13 to 5. Aberdeen 3 to 4. See, Partick haven't been in good form recently. They've thrown a couple of games away that they should have won, but our form isn't great. However, I think we'll give ourselves a confidence boost ahead of the cup game. We're going to go 2 1 Aberdeen. Yeah, 2 1 as well, I think. Uh, Dundee against St. Johnson. Dundee are 13 to 10. The draw 11 to 5. St. Johnson 2 to 1. I am going to go for. 2 1 to Johnson. Uh, I'm going on the fence with this one and I'm going to go 1 all. Uh, we've got a Warwickshire derby as well, so Hamilton against Botherwell. Hamilton are 23 to 10, the draw is 12 to 5, and Motherwell are 11 to 10. Um, oh. I think Motherwell will win this one. Um, I'm actually quite confident that they'll win. I don't think Hamilton are defending well and Partick should have punished them last time out. I'm going to go 2-0 Motherwell. Yeah, I'll go 2-1 Motherwell. And then last up on Sunday, Rangers versus Celtic, as I mentioned earlier. Rangers 14-5, the draw 13-5, and Celtic 20-23. I am going to go for a 2-1 win to Celtic. I'm going to go Desmond. You go Desmond? Yeah. Anything we want to take from that? Do you want to take Kamarnock at 20 21? I'd actually punch them below at 11 to 10, but I'm happy to swap that for Kamarnock. Was it 21 to 10? 21 to 20, did you say? Uh, they are 20 to 21. I would just say we're going with our home form. Oh, yeah. Place it's worth one for them. 20 to 21. Um, what about St. Mirren at home to uh, Dunfermline? 19 to 20 there. That could be a shout. Any of those catches your eye? I thought Aloha at 21 to 20 away to Queen's Park because Queen's Park have only won one home game all season in our bottom of the league all around the playoff positions um, and with those three 
Kilmarnock Alloa and uh, St Martin. It's £78.05 return, profit of £68.05. Yeah. Could be a shell. Well, Allo, let me just check some. I couldn't find what Allo's away forms like. That was the only, only issue, but. Just having a look at just now. Uh, they're away forms, so sorry. 1 4, drawn 3, lost 6. Oh, right, okay. Try to see if there's anything else. Mm-hmm. What about Livingston at Ewood? Who are they playing again? Inverness. Livingston have been a pretty good run. Let me just see where that comes in at. It would come in at... 76-14. Yeah, let's go with that then. And then goal scorer wise What do we see? What about Dolby at Queen of the South? Who are they playing again? The Barton. I think Queen of the South are a wee bit hit and miss just now. That's the only thing that's putting me off them. Um, I would have said someone from here, but they're at home at uh, Wraith Rovers, the top, um, top of table clash. So Yeah, let's go with Dolby. Covid will be. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'll draw four for him on Friday. Uh, forgot to ask earlier what you were drinking. <laughs> yeah, being born tonight, um, drinking water. But then, I have a cheeky, cheeky bag. So on you go. <laughs> a cheeky bag. I feel I always feel like I'm funding Celtic when I'm drinking bagnus, but. Yeah. Give money to the competition. I know. Back in the nineties, was it McCoon's Lager? Well, I never touched that stuff. That was rank. <laughs> I don't know anyone who actually drank that stuff. To be honest, in all seriousness, but they sponsored Rangers for so long. Um, but even Rangers fans at that point that I know of drank McCoon's Lager. It was just mainly tenants that people drank. That was always a. It was Miller that I liked when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that's a good touch of stuff, mate. That was uh, the choice of me when I was growing up. Yeah. I think it was Miller's for me when I was growing up. Aye. Used to get uh, Miller Pilsen in the white can as well. But generally it was a genuine draft. Sits for a fiver. Mm-hmm. was generally the deal. <sighs> you don't get those deals these days. <laughs> Probably do actually. Yeah. Beers actually not too bad in terms of price, but that way. Even with inflation and all that, you still that was like as well. Twenty one year ago. You can still pick up six beers for a fiver, so don't know how that one's worked out. Uh, anything else you want to cover before we finish off? Um No, not tonight. Um I think we've we've rattled through that tonight. Why we have. Yeah. Under forty minutes. 
Yeah, no, no 15 minutes injury time tonight. <laughs> Definitely not. Right, cheers, John. Uh, cheers, John.